Oh, sweet mother of mercantile. I don't even know what mercantile is. That's not a good sign to start a podcast and you don't even know what the word is. Mercantile. Does anybody know what mercantile is? It sounds like some kind of fencing tile you would put on the planet Mercury. I am the god Zeus and we must get some mercantile. We are refurbishing Mercury. All right, uh, lame right out of the gate. Let's hope it gets better. Uh, what a show. Welcome, I'm Harlan Williams. You are on the Harlan Highway. Um, we're going to be talking about some interesting stuff today. Drug dogs at the airports. What a life they have. Um, I'm going to play a little mystery music for you. I'm going to play a clip from a band. See if you can guess who it is. It might surprise you. I have a uh, quick tip today for those of you with children. Um, We're going to be talking about thieves. I have a story about an ingenious thief who made a lot of money doing something kind of original. Um, And have you ever been ticketed by the police? We're going to get into that. Um, I saw a bodybuilder woman on the plane. Um, My father used to spank me. And, oh, yeah, there's a real freak visiting the studio right here on the Harlan Highway. Welcome to the Harlan Highway. You fellas been doing a bit of boozing, have you? Sucking back on Grandpa's old cough medicine? There's an element of uncontrolled chaos. The Harlan Highway. Serving everyone from presidents and kings to the scum of the earth. What a treat. Oh, wait. Was she a great big fat person? You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. You need many years of therapy. Hey, Harlan, it's Stephanie from Denver. Just do me. You might want to think twice before sticking your penis in there. Just do me. You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. You are listening to the Harland Highway here... With me, Harlan Williams. And have you been watching TV lately? Do you... Hold on. There's someone at the door. Who is it? Come on in. I said come in. Hi. Oh, God. What are you doing here, man? I just wanted to come by and say hi. Okay, everybody. Michael Jackson just walked in. I don't know what... He's been wandering. He, He keeps coming into my studio. It's special. Don't... Keep saying special, okay? But why it's special? Okay, what do you want and why did you come by here? And don't try and trick me into saying special. I just wanted to come by and say hi to the troops. Oh, okay, well, okay, I guess that's okay. Yes. Okay, okay, I thought maybe you were going to try and trick me into saying your word. What word? No, no, you know your word. It's so special. Stop it. No, I'm not done yet. There's, there's some more troops I want to say hi to. Well, which ones? There's only one set of troops. No, but there's that one select group of troops. You know the ones that they sneak in and they... What, the Green Beret? No, there's another one. What, the Special Ops? Special. Oh, come on, man. You knew I was going to say special ops. Get out of here. I should have known this was a con job, idiot. Special. Get out of here. Every time he comes in here, he tricks me, idiot. 
Go moonwalk your ass into a drive-thru. Get some chicken nuggets stuffed up your flavored-out nostril holes. And speaking of a special, I saw a special person the other day. I saw one of these uh, female bodybuilder chicks or women, you know, whatever. Uh, For some reason, uh, when you see a bodybuilder, you just want to call her a chick. Attractive woman. uh, We were all getting on the airplane. And she gets on and everyone's wearing jeans and T-shirts and jackets and blah, blah, blah. She gets on in a muscle shirt and probably shorts that you would find at a Hooters. Like, I'm not kidding. These were tight little shorts. And that was her uh, that was her attire. So, like I've said before on the podcast, people who are ripped, who are cut, who are in great shape, love to show it off. They never wear what everyone else wears. They always wear stuff that either exposes all the hard work they've done or it somehow accentuates the hard work that they've done. And I guess, why not, right? If you're going to spend, you know... 60 hours a week in a gym getting ripped. You know, you might as well show it to someone, make the rest of us feel like slobs. But uh, I just don't know how I feel about the female bodybuilder, man. I mean, this this lady, her, her legs, she stood up to put some stuff in the overhead bin, which I think she might have done on purpose. Because think of all the posing you have to do when you, uh, you know, put stuff in the overhead bin on the airplane, right? You got to get out of your seat. Okay, there you are standing in the aisle. Everyone can see you. Everyone's looking at you. You're right out there on the aisle, right? It's almost like being up on a podium. There's nowhere else for people to look. Everybody's looking forward, and we were right at the front of the plane. And then she pops the uh, the overhead compartment open, and of course, you know, you've got to, it's almost like lifting a weight. It's like the clean and jerk. You've got to lift up an object. Usually your luggage is heavy. It has some weight. And you bring it up to your chest. You spin your wrists around so you can get behind your suitcase or rolly bag or whatever. And at this point, you know, you're kind of uh, one hand to the right, one hand to the left on either side of your head, and you're pushing it in, right? And uh, obviously that takes a bit of muscle, a bit of finagling. And so this uh, this bodybuilder check was certainly taking her time stuffing her bag in there. And meanwhile, her uh, the calves of her legs, the th- or the, her thighs on her legs... Good Lord, looked like a small Indonesian boy, each one of them. I mean, it was uh, it was something to see. And, uh, you know, like I said, she had an attractive face, kind of hip hairstyle. But I got to tell you, man, when this girl raised, just raised her arm, like to, to look at her watch or uh, scratch her nose, every friggin' muscle in her shoulder, in her bicep, in her tricep, I mean, it just ripped. I mean, it was like looking at uh, Conan the Librarian or something, you know? Even her skin would, like, tighten up and, and go all muscular. It's it's like 
Not only were her muscles muscular, but her skin. The cells in her skin were muscular, I say. Um, and so I guess where I'm going with this is how did I feel about it? I couldn't decide. And when I say feel about it, was I attracted to her? Was I not attracted to her? I don't know. I think uh, because she had an attractive face, that made her more appealing. And she certainly had a nice, uh, even body, smooth skin. She was tanned, obviously in shape, but I just don't know if you could get physical with a girl like that without thinking you're uh, rolling around with Jesse Ventura. Right? Or, or, Or having a makeout session on your couch with Lou Ferrigno. Hey, baby, put your arms around me. (laughs) Okay, not that hard. Not that much. Take them off. Take them off. Take them off. Sorry, baby. Not as sorry as I am. And why is your voice so deep? I don't know. Um, So anyways, another bizarre experience uh, in the day of the life of me. And, uh... My observations on the She-Hulk. Get higher, baby. It don't ever come down. How is it the drug-sniffing dogs aren't cracked out of their heads? Think about it, man. You're a St. Bernard or a German Shepherd. You're walking around the airport snorting coke all day, snorting crystal meth and Afghan opium. I mean, good lord, man. How, how? What's the shelf life of a drug-sniffing dog, man? They should make a new breed of dog, the uh, Keith Richards Terrier. <laughs> so at least the dog knows what it was born to do, you know? I mean, dogs are specialized. we got sheep herding dogs, swimming dogs. We've got snow rescue dogs. We've got hunting dogs. <laughs> how about the Cocker Keith Richards Terrier Spaniel? These things could have beads in their hair and wear sunglasses, and they could just, like, walk around the airport, right? And, oh, there's some nice grade-A Coke in that suitcase, mate. Mm, let's open that up and have a sniffy. <laughs> and do we have rehab for these dogs, man? Do we have a halfway dog house somewhere? Maybe we should stop sending dogs in to sniff the drugs and send in Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Like there's some heroin in this bag, Scoob. And a pizza pie. Uh-oh. <laughs> hey, Good dog. Now drive. Drive, doggy, drive. Right down the Harland Highway. Yeah, I got nailed by a drug dog once. Going through the uh, Vancouver airport, right? I'm walking through, and I have a bit of a connection with dogs. So I'm walking through. Uh, I just passed, uh, like, the passport check-in joint. And I'm I'm heading to where you, like, hand the guy your, your little declaration card, right? And I'm walking that way. Here comes the... Uh, customs guy with a beagle all right and i have a a 
a connection with dogs. I like dogs, and I make the mistake of looking at this dog in the eye and kind of sending the energy, and we know how dogs pick up on energy. And it's kind of like, hey, boy, boom, he comes running over, jumps up on me to play. And the uh, the guy at the airport, the uh, security guy, without missing a beat, grabs his little radio, goes, we got one. And they wailed my ass into the back room and started uh, ripping through my stuff and, you know, pulling out my clothes and going through my wallet and, uh, you know, giving me a hard time. And uh, so just be careful how friendly you are with the Keith Richards uh, airport dogs, man. You know, like, just don't get too friendly with, like, the uh, Keith Richards Terriers, man, because uh, they will set off alarms everywhere. And uh, speaking of music, Keith Richards and music, I want to do a music quiz for you right now. I want you to see if you can guess who this singer is. He's in a band. If you can guess the band... And guess the singer. I think you're going to be surprised at the answer. So take a listen and see if you can figure out this music quiz. Who's the singer or what's the name of the band? Okay, and I'm stopping it right there just before it gets uh, raunchy. Now, the reason I played you that little clip is it's very melodic. It's very soothing uh, that you can hear that the uh, vocals are very nice. And the reason I played it is because it's, you know, if you're a fan of this band, you'll know it immediately. But to the average listener... You might be surprised to know that that kind of soft, soothing, dare I say, pleasant voice is Iron Maiden, a thrash metal band. Isn't that wild? That's the, uh, that, the There was an original singer named Paul Diano. He did the first two albums with... Uh, with uh, Iron Maiden, and then he kind of get his got his butt hoofed out, and then they brought in a new singer, uh, Bruce Dickerson, I think is his name. And uh, I just thought it would be fun to throw you folks a curveball, because I know uh, not everyone listens to Iron Maiden, obviously, and those of you that have heard of it probably associate it with, you know, long hair and kids headbanging and thrash metal, which it is. It's great. But uh, it just goes to show you that uh, underneath all the noise and the uh, the, the uh, tribal uh, headbanging, which I love, there's also a whole whack of talent, uh, a talented singer there. And, uh, you know, I, I cut it off just before he went into, like, the hard stuff. 
So what I'll do is I'll uh, I'll let you hear a little bit of the hard stuff. I'm just going to play like 20 seconds of it, but you can see how it goes from, uh, you know, the sweet, sweet sounds. <laughs> you can almost hear it on one of those, like, love songs on the coast radio stations. And now for all you lovers out there, the sweet, sweet sounds of Iron Maiden. So here's the sweet part. It rolls into the uh, heavier stuff, and then I'm going to cut it off pretty quick. But little surprise for you there. Hope you enjoyed it. Hi, this is Harlan Williams here for the Harland Highway. Are you worried about disciplining your child? You're no longer allowed to spank your kids? Well, here's what you do. When they misbehave, dress them up like a pinata. Take them out into the yard and swing them from a tree. People will just think you're having a Mexican festival and you'll be free to smack your kids with a stick all you want. What a great way to keep your children in line. Just another friendly tip from me, Harlan Williams here on the Harlan Highway. Oh, the spankings. The dirty, dirty spankings. Uh, Were you a kid who got spanked? Did your parents incorporate the spanking method to keep you in line? Were you for it or against it? Yeah, like any kid's going to be for it. Um, Daddy, I was bad today. If you don't mind, I'd like a spanking, please. Um, God, that put the holy terror of hell in me. We were a household where we got spanked, man. And it didn't happen often. It did not happen often, but it was always meticulous. It was the -the over-the-knee, pants-down, whack on the bare butt. Oh, and it wasn't so much even when you got hit. It's like out of the corner of your eye, you could see your father's hand up in the air and it was almost like trembling and shaking. And it was, it was that moment where you could see the hand in the air before it came down. Once it was down, you're kind of like, ah! but as when it was up and he was like, he was like kind of, you know what I mean? Like lining up the shot type of thing. He was like, he was getting it ready. He was like, he's, you know, putting the power into the arm and it was just hovering over your little nine-year-old ass cheeks. And it was just like, uh, like a hovering, like a, like a, like a hummingbird, just (laughs) there's that big father hand, you know, and it's like a man hand and it looks like it's got a baseball glove on it. It's so big just hovering your ass is still stinging from the last one he's letting you feel it for a minute before bringing down the pain oh god and didn't you hate your parents i remember once my dad did it and as he was walking out the door he looked back at me and i just looked right at him i said i hate your guts oh that felt good 
That's all I had, man. That's all. That was my only weapon. You know, I was nine years old. I couldn't throw a punch at my old man. I couldn't light his bed on fire. So what do you got? Even at that age, you kind of know that uh, kids are the pride and joy, right? You, you know it at an early age how, uh, how parents love and, uh, you know, just coddle their children. I thought, what do I got? What do I got? He's just about to leave the room. My ass is pink and red and purple. I've got tears coming out of the side of my eyes. I'm mad. I'm confused. I'm, <laughs> I hate your guts. And that was my arrow, man. Boom! Right through the heart. <laughs> yeah, man. It's all you can do. And, and you got to figure it hurt. Because you got to figure any parent with a good heart is already probably feeling guilty about spanking. Like hitting your kid. I mean, is anything that bad that you have to spank your kid? So they're probably already, the minute the spanking's over, they probably get all that anger and frustration out with the hovering hands. Right? And the uh, the pounding is finished. And they're like, oh, God. Good, I got all that frustration out, but... God, I'm a 45-year-old man, and really? I just pummeled like a 9-year-old boy? A helpless boy, I put him over my knee and I pummeled him. Oh, God, what's wrong with me? God, forgive me for beating a child. So your father's carrying that out the bedroom door, and then all of a sudden, I hate your guts. Not just I hate you, I hate your guts. (laughs) That's that's like with uh, spaghetti sauce on it, man. That's like slathered in primavera. I hate you's like the main course, and then with the your guts is just like putting cream on it. And then, you know, I think inevitably what happened with me is I, I don't remember this part, but it was probably like a big makeup session the next night when daddy comes in to hug you. I don't really hate your guts, daddy. I, I didn't mean it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> But I haven't been able to sit down all day, and I'm very tired. So there you go. I don't know if you were spanked. Some people won't do it. Some parents won't do it. I got to say, from my perspective, from my point of view, it terrified me. I hate it. But, man, did it keep me in line. You know, and now you can't do it to your kid. You know, you can't spank the kid. I, I don't know if it's a law or not. I don't have kids. If I had kids, I'd know. But... I have a sneaky feeling it's law now. You're not allowed to spank your bare-butt kid. And uh, I don't know about that. I don't know. Even though as a kid I hated getting spanked, I know it uh, certainly kept me in line, right? And um, you got to wonder if kids are getting away with too much nowadays. You know, you look at the animal kingdom, right? You know... Mama Fox or Mama Wolf is playing around with the cubs. You know, everything's dandy. One of the cubs gets a little too... Mama Wolf, like, snap. <laughs> you know, there's a little bite, a little nip. You stay in line, little wolf cub. <laughs> oh, 
and then it's forgotten. You know, it's just part of uh, it's part of uh, the growing process for living things for the uh, older, bigger, uh, you know, members of the tribe to discipline the younger, unruly members of the tribe or the clan or the pack or whatever. <sighs> so there you go. I guess uh, now I'm going on too long and giving you a big verbal spanking. So enough, enough, enough. Hopefully you made it through the spanking years. Okay, so I don't condone crime. Nobody should. Stealing is wrong, but every now and then you got to give props to someone who uses their noggin and gets a little creative. And again, I, I don't condone this behavior. I don't want anybody to go out and do this, but there was a story in the news where some guy went to some city and set up like 36 fake parking meters. Which, if you think about it, none of us really know what an official parking meter looks like. If someone were to bolt a fake one to the ground, would, would we pay it any heed? Would we know the difference? We just know that when we pull up to the curb, we got to stuff like $3 worth of quarters in there. Right? Who questions? We're all a bunch of sheep. <laughs> parking meters. <laughs> Must park the car. <laughs> So some guy distributed 36 parking meters, fake ones, throughout the city. And over a certain period of time, which wasn't long apparently, collected like $83,000. Now that's creative. Nobody got hurt. You know, it's not like he went up and robbed anyone of like their life savings or even 40 or $50 out of their wallet. He took their cheesy change that they keep in their cup holder in their car. I mean, you know the quarters are probably covered with Pepsi or Mountain Dew anyhow. And little pieces of cheese from Taco Bell and gum and dirt. Now he got caught. Okay, he deserves to get caught. Stealing is a crime, whether it's a penny or it's the guys at Enron who took like $300 billion. But I just gotta go... Wow, that 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 would actually be kind of a cool crime. But what I would have liked to have seen is when he pulled up to a meter to take the money out of his fake meters, I would have loved it if while he was doing that, he got a parking ticket. <laughs> it's karma, people. Harlan Williams. <laughs> yeah, this is Harlan Williams. I love that crazy little laugh from the Simpsons. <laughs> it's so, uh, I don't know. It's so, uh, it's like, a, that's that's like an arrow through the heart. When that guy laughs at you, you know you're being mocked. And yes, I, uh, I got a ticket recently and it was kind of a funny one, man. Me and a, a couple of buddies of mine were like four-wheeling out in the desert in a truck in my old pickup truck, right? And we're driving back, and we see a burger joint off the highway, and we're like, oh, man, let's go get a drive through So we pull off the highway, and we're just about to pull into the burger joint, and a cop gets behind me and lights me up. And I'm like, what the hell? Right? I mean, I, I just pulled off the highway, so there's no way I was speeding. I knew I was just, I was pretty much crawling, because... 
You get off the highway, you know how those burger joints are right off the exit ramp, so you can't even get any speed. So I'm like, okay. And then uh, the light wasn't working that we had to go through. It was like one of those ones where it was out, so the red was just flashing off and on, and so it was like an honor system. Everyone who came to the intersection had to stop, take their turn, and go through. It almost became like a stop sign. And so I did that, came to a full stop, I rolled through, and when I get to the other side, all of a sudden the officer friendly lights me up. And I'm like, what the hell? I didn't roll through that thing. I didn't do anything wrong. So I pull over, he gets on the speaker. I was I was still kind of going for the burger joint, so I stayed in the left lane. He's like, to the right side, pull to the right, to the right side, pull to the right. Right, and I'm... I'm fighting a wheel because we want to get our cheeseburgers. So I pull over and, uh, you know, cop walks up to the passenger side where my buddy was sitting and then had another buddy in the back seat. And I've got the power window control. So I like slide down the power window and this cop walks up, you know, he's got the obligatory hand on his uh, Glock. And he looks in. He's like, how are you doing today? And I'm like, I'm doing good, officer. And he's, he looks at me. He goes, ah, has anyone uh, ever talked to you about your tint? And I was just quiet. for. I, I thought, wait, what? Has anyone ever talked to you about your tent? And I just started laughing. I broke out laughing. I go, I go, officer, I, 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 you know there's a joke here, right? And he started laughing. Because here's the deal, I had I have tinted windows, okay? I have, I have a little, a light black tint on my truck windows. And I guess it's illegal to have any tinting on your windows in California. But, as you know, tint can sound kind of sexual or, or naughty or something. It's not uh, too far off from someone saying, uh, has anyone ever asked you about your taint? Tint and taint are very close. And so we started laughing. We had a little chuckle, and then he gave me a ticket, um, a fix-it ticket. He said, look, man, uh, you can go get the, the tint scraped off, and uh, you're going to be fine. The The judge will wipe this clean. I'm like, no, I don't think I'm going to go take a day out of my life drive down to the tint place, have them scrape off the beautiful tint job they did for a couple of hundred bucks. So now I'm tintless, and I spent uh, three hours, four hours sitting there while they scraped off work that I've already paid to have done. No, no thanks. I've been driving with tinted windows for 20 years. You're the first cop to pull me over. And I hate to say it, I love the cops, but come on, man. He, I think I said to my buddy, I said, what's going on? He goes, well, it's the last day of the month, man. They're looking to fill their quota. And I got to believe that's a bunch of bunk, but maybe it wasn't. Because who pulls a guy over for tinted windows? I could see if you're maybe in a low rider or, you know, but three goofy guys in a pickup truck. So uh, I'm just going to let it ride, man, and uh, hopefully uh, I'll pay the ticket, whatever it is, and uh, I'll just keep my tinted windows and kind of hope that uh, no other cops pull me over in the next 20 years. By the way, I've been pulled over many a time by cops for other things. Not once has anyone ever said anything about the tent. Not once. Uh, Hey, man, has anyone ever uh, asked you about your tent? 
Well, now that you mention it, officer, I think you are. Excuse me? I think you just asked me about my tent, officer. Uh, I, I, I didn't mean it that way. Well, how did you mean it? Uh, I mean the, uh, the dark, uh, shaded area right here. Oh, I've got a dark shaded area. Absolutely. Uh, no, the, the one you, uh, slide up and down here. Uh, oh, we can slide it up and down all you want, officer. Okay, I'm gonna go. You have a nice day. Enjoy your taint. I, I mean your tent. I will. Can I get you a cheeseburger? Ah, uh, no thanks. I'm busy. So there you go. My adventure in Taint Town. Um, never fun getting a ticket, but, uh, you know, even though I got a ticket, I got a good laugh out of it. I've never been grilled for my taint. <laughs> so there you go. And speaking of uh, dark places, we are at a dark place because we're at the end of the podcast, man. So sad. Um, don't forget, you can write me at harlanwilliams.com. I might read your email on the air when we do uh, the listener mailbag. You can call, leave a voicemail if you fancy, 888-500-2090. And don't forget to check out harlanwilliams.com. Check out the uh, merchandise store at harlanwilliams.com. Check out the stand-up comedy schedule. And uh, that's it, man. We are done. This ride has been pulled over. We are getting out. I guess the highway is closed. And until next time, chicken chow, Maine, baby. Hi.